Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a Few Brave Men. Are you guys excited about the last, I don't know, this has been like six to eight weeks of just incredible amazingness. Every single guest, every single episode, you hear me talking, like pumping myself up. Every single episode has been phenomenal. And I so, so, so appreciate your feedback. Thank you for the Facebook messages, the Instagram DMs. I need some of y'all to stop DMing me though. You know who you are. Um, And I thank you for the Twitter tweets and retweets. It's been amazing. Our experts have been phenomenal and I really do appreciate your pluses, your minuses, the constructive feedback, everything. I'm so enamored by not just the high achievers who are reaching out, but every single one of you. So I just can't say thank you enough. I just wanted to take that moment and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. So today, um, we are all about the blissfulness of your habits. I said that in reverse on purpose. You'll understand in a second. I want to bring you Joy Fajoku. You see me about to mess up her name? Like, Joy Fajoku is the founder of Habit Bliss. She's back there laughing right here. Um, Habit Bliss is a community platform that focuses on the conscious transformation through habit development. She is a phenomenal young woman. I met her in New York many, many moons ago at this point as we're in 2018. And when I say moons, it could be weeks or months. You just have to figure that out on your own. But she's a phenomenal woman who is really concentrated all of her energy and self-mastery concepts, especially in the online space where you're meeting so many entrepreneurs, um, women and men, both in the local New York community and abroad, who are just really interested in implementing effective habit development strategies. Joy has a background in journalism from Howard University, and she herself is based in New York. She is such an enlightening, light, bright spirit. I can't say enough about her. We just had like the most amazing 30-minute pre-podcast conversation ever. So I want to bring you guys behind the curtain to hear what we're talking about. Joy, welcome to Balance Boldly. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you so much. That was a great uh, introduction. Thank you very much. And you did well on my name. Don't worry about it. Thank you. It does sound like you're about to fuss somebody out. Like, a little bit. A little I'm bit. my corny teenager trying to come out of myself right now, as my daughter would say. So tell all of the listeners who are new to you, um, not new to anything else in the world of entrepreneurship, but just new to joy and habit bliss, how you got here while you're here, and then we'll dip you know, dive in a little bit deeper with some of the challenges you've had as a new business owner. Sure. So, you know, you, you went over my bio a little bit. Um, I have a passion for personal development in general and uh, specifically for uh, creating habits in our lives, because for me, that's where I figured out that's the effective route to go when you're trying to create change in your life. Um, I get the I come to this space very honestly. Um, For me, it's a personal story of learning how to create positive change in my own life. Uh, At a very early age, I seemingly faced, I faced obstacles that I didn't quite know how to overcome. And for someone like me who is a high achiever and I had these high and some would say lofty goals for myself and for my life, I really didn't know how to overcome these obstacles and get what I wanted in life. And so what I, what be, that began a journey for me of personal growth and development. 
And um, I stayed in there for a while. I struggled. I followed the gurus. I did whatever I thought, you know, I needed to do to learn Mm -hmm. the information that I needed to learn uh, to get where I needed to go. And what would happen was there's, there's a difference between knowledge that you understand and can comprehend and knowledge that's inside of you that you execute and that's natural to you. And so for a long time I had the head knowledge, but I wasn't, it wasn't manifesting in my behavior or in my thought process. Um, You know, if somebody would have had a conversation with me, I could tell them all the right things, but it wasn't showing up in the way my life was progressing. And for me, what I figured out at some point after going through this process for long enough was, you know, I was, I was so focused on attaining knowledge uh, from the perspective of I understand. And what I needed to switch to was understanding and ap- applying knowledge and learning that process and having knowledge be a part of me. And the way to do that for me was to focus on specifically building positive habits. And I break habits down into two uh, groups, which we can talk about later if you want, but mm-hmm. you know, there's behavioral habits and that's how you show up in the world. Uh, and how you behave in this world is gonna determine, of course, the success that you receive in this world or the lack of success that you, you, know, you encounter. Um, and then there are mindset habits and that's your thought process, the way you think about things, the perspective that you have, the reaction, the, the perspective, the way you see things happening to you. Um, and mindset habits are what determine your behavioral habits. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you're someone who's con- quote unquote considered a negative person, right? Which means you have a negative habit, mental habit, um, then the way you encounter the world is going to be very specific. And that's going to determine the way you behave and, and show up in this world, which will then determine the things that happen to you and so on and so forth. Uh, so that's kind of a quick way to talk about like how I got to this specific point. And now that I, I have this information and, it, you know, and I've applied it to my life and I've seen the success specifically in my life and it's allowed me to 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 really you know transform my life Mm -hmm. I want to share it with the world no absolutely first of all let me congratulate you for being a person of applicability like actually applying (laughs) the information and you know showing up with deliberate action because there's a lot of people who have to your point in your story a ton of information but they don't apply any of it um and you were able to do that and make make it matter where it counts. Um, and there's a couple of things, you said so many phenomenal things and a couple of things I want to come back to, but working kind of reverse engineering the order, you mentioned the two ways that you kind of split up success habits and I'm in total agreement with it on so many levels. And that's your mindset habits dictate your behavioral habits, right? So you and I were talking before the show um, aired and everyone, you know, who's a listener of the podcast understands that we pre-record this for the integrity of my own behavioral habits, okay, Um, and running a business. Um, So at the time of this recording, we're recording it about, you know, less than a few days after a crazy situation that Joy and I were just talking about where my email autoresponder just went berserk, we'll just say that, and sent out a half a dozen emails at one time. And Joy and I were just talking about how I handled it because obviously she's a habit expert. So I saw her, her analytical hat go on her head to assess how it was happening, um, especially when we had the cameras on. And to your point, you point, you asked something of me, which was like, 
um, and I forget exactly how you said it, for, so forgive me, forgive me for that, but you said something to the point of like, I think it's awesome of how you handled it. Like you didn't take it and, and go to a whole nother level that you could have went to being so upset that the, the center, the organization without saying their name, um, pretty much messed up your campaign and sent it out to thousands of people um, that could have unsubscribed, felt like you were spamming them. It could have really messed up the representation of your business um, had it not gone that way, but also because of the way you handled it. And you and I were talking about my personality as a fiery person and me working really hard on my mindset to be really clear with how much energy I give to certain things. And the reason that uh, I worked on my mindset to be a certain way is because I know that I can burn down a whole city with my, <laughs> with my energy if I'm not careful. But because I worked on that mindset, the behavioral action that occurred after being challenged by this very unpredictable, unexpected situation was that I had 15 to 20 minutes of fussing and being furious, and then I got over it, um, which for many people would have messed up their whole entire week. It could have got people fired. I mean, there could have just been so, so many things that happened. So that's like a real life account of what you said, Joy, of your mindset affecting your behaviors, which I thought was... And, you know, I consider myself, I always tell people, like, I'm, an, I'm a recovering perfectionist. And I <laughs> you identify with this as well, right? So from that space, I understood the number of ways you could have taken a situation like that. And I was impressed by the, by the way that you did. And I, and I said, you know, you, you took a lighthearted approach. No, everything's never, everything's never going to be perfect. Or yeah. Not be perfect. And you were able to kind of go positive really quickly and handle it as necessary and, you know, move on. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, and this is what we kind of touched on, especially when something is outside of your control because mm. it's your fault, right? So when it's your fault, you you know, at least from the perspective, um, perfectionist perspective, uh, you try to have as much control as possible because if you can have enough control, everything can go perfectly, right? Which is mm-hmm. right. <laughs> how you think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then what happens when you do everything right and then someone else who you're relying on messes up, right? Mm. You can't really control that, right? And so I was just, you know, kind of going back and forth with you with uh, your thought process regarding that. And of course, we learn from each other. So yeah. I, was, I was definitely, I definitely like how you handled that. No, thank you. And it, I mean, I think it's just a confirmation, a real life confirmation of exactly how you got to where you are and dealing with similar, maybe not that exact situation with email autoresponders and all that crazy technology stuff, but just dealing with life and having to really choose to make a decision to work on your mindset so that your behaviors would follow in a way that would support you moving forward towards your dream. Like you've opened a business. That's not an easy thing to do. No matter what people say, like 2018 is your year for real. And you know, some people are like, this is my year. This is my year. But you're like, no, like I really made that. I really took 2018. Like I really made that my year (laughs) and you showed up. But one of the other things you had mentioned when you were talking is you was like, at one point it was just for, it was just long enough. And you were just like tired of being in that space. So I'm curious as what that space was for you that you were like, this is enough. And how did you recognize you were in that space of, you know what, I'm, I'm over me. That's, like, that's my personal hashtag when I'm literally over myself is I'll, I'll send it to like close friends in my circle. I'll put hashtag I'm over me. 
and I'll send that to a text message. So they, they don't ask what happened. They don't ask, you know, who did it. They're just like, okay, <laughs> because they know it's me being like, I recognize my foolery and I'm over me right now. And I just want to put that out in the universe and share it out loud via the text message to my little small circle and do it. So I'm curious as to like, what, what were you going through when you were like, this is just too much happening at one time. And I don't know if it was related to relationship. It was related to business and you don't have to get into deep, deep dive particulars, obviously. But um, if you want to give the audience a little bit of understanding of what those challenges were and when you made up your mind, like how you even recognize that it was long enough. Sure. Um, absolutely. So for me, that that answer could go very, very deep. <laughs> for the sake of time, uh, <laughs> you're like Nikita. <laughs> <laughs> I will do my best to condense it. Um, basically, as I touched on earlier, I was in a position where I was biting. I felt like I was biting off more than I can chew. Yeah. And this was for a very long time. This was, you know, my early adulthood, really. Um, and it was just, I had a lot of responsibilities that I just felt, I felt overwhelmed by. And I, the way that I thought about it, my perspective on everything was very negative. You know, I was, I felt very much like a victim. I felt very much out of control of the things that were happening to me. I was very, you know, woe is me. And why is, you know, why is life showing up for me this way? And I would look at other, I would look at other people and say, why did they have it so easy and not me? And, um, all of that. So you can imagine that's the train of thought, right? That mm -hmm. leads you to a very dark place that leads you to depression. Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely suffered from depression for a long time. Um, because I would go into these, you know, um, I would, I would, I would fall into these, you know, dark, this tailspin of like, you know, thoughts or whatnot. So, um, come, and then you put that next to, who I know myself to be and always have known myself to be at a very deep level. And that's someone who expects a lot from me. Like I said before, um, I have this perfectionism thing and I always thought like, I'm very talented. I'm very smart. I think I can accomplish anything. I always felt that way. And I, you know, and so you put those things next to each other and it's just like, you know, extreme. And for someone like myself, another thing is that I have this quality about myself where I'm unwilling to settle. You know, I always jokingly say I'm the person that even as a child, if I wanted to sleep on a certain type of bed and I couldn't have it, I'd rather sleep on the floor until I could get the bed that I wanted, right? Like mm -hmm. I am always, you know, I'm always unwilling to settle. So I felt the pain between, I felt the, the space between where I actually was and where I wanted to be the whole time. Yeah. And it never numbed, you know, I would, I would do my best to numb it or check out mentally, you know, um, but I still felt that. And it just got to a point where I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm unwilling to. And I recognized, or maybe I had, I had reached a certain threshold of understanding where I realized that, you know, I, no matter what I'm facing, I have to, I have to rise to the occasion yeah. and I have to be, I have to find a way to be better than my circumstances. And so for me, it was a matter of, 
going through that process. I couldn't, so what? If I think life is not fair, so what? Is that going to be what stops me from getting what I want? If I think that I've been, I'm being railroaded or harmed in some, in some kind of way, or I don't have all of the um, opportunities that someone else has, even if I think all those things are true, which they may or may not be, even if I do think they're true, what am I going to do about it? Because at the end of the day, I still want what I want. I'm not settling. So that means I have to be stronger. I have to be smarter. I have to be better. I have to be more resourceful. I have to be whatever it takes to get me from where I am currently to where I want to be, period. No excuse, you know? And that was, it was that recognition that kind of, you know, got me to the point where I was like, okay, well, what do we got to (laughs) do? You know, what does it take? And here we are. No, that's phenomenal. And thank you for sharing, by the way. You know, part of the theme of uh, Balance Bully is stories, information, and journeys that you can't find on Google. Like, I don't want someone to Google Joy for Joku and be like, oh, I know that story because I saw it on her Google page. Like, they're getting it straight from you, from your voice, unfiltered by paparazzi and other people's take and perspective on it, right? Um, So I'm so appreciative and honored that you took time to to say that because I do appreciate it. And you hit on so many layers, but one of them is something that I think a lot of people don't talk about. You know, Karina Garten, um, she's a mutual friend of ours. I love her to pieces. Um, And when I had her on the show many, many moons ago, um, Karina talked about depression. And I think that it's a huge challenge and issue, even if it's situational. Like it sounds like what you were dealing with was a situational depression, which meant it was literally because of the situation that kind of triggered it, caused it. You had to move through that situation and then you broke free from depression. But then there are some people who have clinical depression and it's a lifelong, um, not projecting anything in their future, but it, it has been a very long battle for them. Um, that is, it's not based on a situation. It's just kind of carrying with them pervasively through their day to day. And I, I really do believe that a lot of women, um, as well as a lot of women who are entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial leaders that all have one thing in common and that's that they're high achievers, right? And the consequence of a high achiever, which I talk about a lot on the show is that, paralyzation that comes from being a perfectionist of being a quote-unquote because I use that same thing too girl I'm a reformed perfectionist I'm a reformed control freak even though my husband might disagree a little bit with the past use of that verbiage um you know I try I work I work on it daily like an addict would you know even if you haven't picked picked up a drink uh or a cigarette in 20 years you're still like yeah I'm a reformed drinker. You know, I'm a reformed cigarette smoker. At some point, you have to recognize that you're reformed because you work on it daily. You work on you not returning to those default habits that are very easy to default to, especially when you're in high stress. And part of the consequence of having some of those kind of uh, normal perfectionistic or quote unquote high achiever behaviors as depression comes with that. Um, we typically put ourselves in situations because we're trying to, you know, as you said, we just don't want to daggle much, you know, in the, you know, have a lot on our plates. Um, I talk a lot about being an overextender because I do believe that there's, I mean, there's a whole continuum of a commitment styles, but one is what, what I am. I'm a reformed, <laughs> we won't overuse that word today, <laughs> reformed overextender who regretted a lot of the ways that I overextended myself. And then I have friends that are on the other side of the continuum, far, far at the right side of the end, where they are quick committing. They, they, they quickly commit to a lot of things and then they quit them. 
So they're not overextending the way we are. They're just like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. But then they don't carry through with anything. Um, I can speak of one person in particular. Uh, she will start a project that is audacious and courageous and bold, which is all a beautiful thing that I love. And then she's over it within like 24 hours. Meanwhile, she's ramped up her whole circle to be on board with her, but then she leaves it at the doorstep. And when you're ready to, you know, follow, like, hey, girl, how are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I did three other projects since then. Like, well, wait a minute. You, you know what I mean? And you think about those friends, and I know everybody has those family members that's in network marketing or MLMs, and that's not what she does. But you know how you're, you have a family member that's like, oh, today I'm selling tea. Today I'm selling wine. Today, and like, they super hype, and they want you to get hype with them when they're selling whatever that thing is. But then they move on and you're like, well, wait, I thought this was the thing that was changing the world two minutes ago. <laughs> like, and now you're like, oh no, I'm selling something new now. Like, and I know some of those quick committing committers that are on the other side, but for me, and it sounds like you're the same or similar as an overextender who puts a lot of stuff on their plate and you will get it done. You will kill yourself to get it done. You will go into depression. You will get anxious. You will shut the world down because you are finishing that project because you are a perfectionist and you are definitely, but then you regret it. Like, well, what, what in the world? Why, why did I do that? I just spent 40 hours on something that I'm not even really that tethered to, um, or that may actually be pulling you away from your purpose because it wasn't in alignment with which you were ultimately supposed to be doing anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very, I very much identify with what you're saying. I don't know if I would call myself an overextender, mm -hmm. um, because I know how I am and I'm very all or nothing. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I sometimes it, 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 in the beginning, it makes it harder for me to make the decision in the first place. Cause yeah. I do the whole paralysis analysis paralysis part of it. Right? Yeah. So before I decide to commit, I go through this whole thing of like, should I, shouldn't I, you know, mm -hmm. but then once I decide to commit to something, you know, then it's, you know, the world could be crashing around me and yeah. I put it on my back and whatever has to happen to see it through, I do. And, and sometimes, and which is, that's the good part of it. The bad part about, about it is the, the, um, is the perfectionist part where I feel I can do everything better than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and so I try to do everything and I'm overwhelmed. Uh -huh. And I'm not talking about me in the present, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the it's the reformation. Right. Exactly. I, I but that's appropriate but, tense, but uh -huh. exactly. <laughs> but, but but to your point though, um, I'm I'm very different than I was in that regard. But what I like the way that I describe that whole addiction part of it where you were referencing it's a daily um mm -hmm. you, you do this daily, um you take steps daily not to go back. Yeah. Um I'm very different than I was, but there is the tendency still, and but it's the 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 compulsion is not as strong, right? Yeah. So I can kind of see I can see myself falling back into certain tendencies, but it's not a need in the way that it was. It's not first of all, it's not an automatic thing. It's not a habit now, and I have a choice right. now to to go back or um, to to leave it. Whereas before it was like the only option. It's like, of course I'm going to do this because mm -hmm. I need to do it and it needs to be done. Right now it's more like, Oh, look at you, joy. Look at you going in that direction. Let's not do that again. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's even something that's funny to me when I see myself, you know, being pulled, lightly pulled, I would say 
um, in certain directions that used to be that used to have such a hold on me, you know. Um, and but that's a product of different habits and you know training different habits. Um, and those habits, mental habits, are now stronger than the other habits that I had, you know, the other mental habits that I had. But they're still there, and you know, they're they're still there a little bit. Well, how how do you recognize them? You know, now that you're reformed and you're on the other side of the mountain, and you can kind of see those things creep up. Like, what what are some of your own alerts? You know, like literally your red flags. Like, mm -mm, you're about to you're about to go into that dark place again. Like, let's not do that. Like, what are some of those things for you, if not just for yourself, that you also help your clients, put, you know, point out to themselves so they can prevent it before they actually even go in the hole and then have to do all the work to come back out again. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I feel like it's about really getting doing the time, um, doing the work to really understand who you are and. Mm -hmm. how you and that's a process that just takes time, but you, but being present, you know, this whole thing, the new term now is woke, right? But that's, <laughs> that's referencing, you know, like um, a lot of things outside of yourself, but even internally, like being someone that is very aware, having a great sense of awareness for yourself and, and um, how you know, you're responding to situations and why, like what, what the true motive is in your response, your automatic response to any given situation. Um, because a lot of people don't have that. They just respond and they think, you know, if somebody slaps you in the face, let's say, right, you know, different people are going to handle that differently. Yeah. A lot of times it, it's, you don't even think about it. You just respond in whatever way you're going to respond. Mm -hmm. It takes a certain kind of person to at least have this second of thought between action and reaction where they get to decide, you know, right. how they want to respond in that, in that instance, you know, and that, that, that second, that brief moment um, is everything. And I use that as an extreme example, but, but that's true of every response that you, that's true. you make, right? Like you, when you want that, that, that little second <laughs> uh, to make a decision of which way you want to go, that's power. That's, that's, that's internal power to have that, right? And so that's kind of what it is. Whereas before you don't even have that, you just respond, right? And so whatever the habit is that's internal, it just goes, it just, you know, it just happens. Um, and, you know, again, a lot of the habits that I have are different now. So I've, I've cultivated, I've, I've worked on um, different mental processes so I actually respond differently. Mm -hmm. Naturally, it's not, I don't have to try. It's not hard anymore. There was a time that it was hard, um, but it's not, it's easy. It's what I will naturally do now. But to your point, um, it's not like some of those things have gone away completely, but some mm -hmm. of them are still there. Like sometimes I find myself, you know, uh, getting into the whole perfectionist mode, you yeah. know, but then the behavior kind of triggers me. I'm like, oh, what are you doing, Joy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's do something else, you know? Um, so, but it's again, that awareness, being yeah. aware, you know? Well, I think early. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think part of it is that deep rewiring that happens um, from a neuroplasticity perspective. After you've rewired everything, like that, yeah, there are some things that are deeply coded. They are just deep because they were repeated and repeated, not for a few times, but for hundreds of times, thousands of times, maybe things that you've been doing since you were a little person, you know, that just got deeper and deeper. So there's always going to be when you're, if there's a time of high stress, 
or Lord forbid, some kind of traumatic reaction, your your wiring goes into that deeper coded space to look for you know your survival skills because that's how we're programmed. So I totally hear it when you're like, whoa, like where did that come from? That's probably because you were in a high stress situation when you kind of feel like something that has not been a habit that you've repeated and forever, all of a sudden there's this urge or craving to do it. It's your brain trying to, you know, totally protect you. Um, which is why when you were talking about that, um, that little extreme example of somebody smacking your face, my deep survival skill was like, what? I'm snatching them up by their throat. What are you talking about? <laughs> like that's, that's the immediate reaction. But to your point, to stay out of jail, because this is very important. <laughs> keep Nikita out of jail that is the new you know routine um is to make sure you have that second of power to hold on to because that isn't something that I would find myself you know by any reasons in the midst of that situation where I would need to snatch somebody up by their throat but Lord forbid if I were in that situation I would hope and pray that I've done enough work on myself as well as through coaches and mentors and other things that I've done and three plus years of therapy don't let don't get me the lion <laughs> right for all of the stuff to have at least that second to hold um, to your point, which is awesome. So Joy, you're doing- Let me just say, to yeah, touch back on that example, I use that as an extreme example for, for a reason, but the thing is we, every, like every moment of the day we're faced with those types of True. situations, just not in extreme form. And the thing is we're always responding to life. We're always reacting, you know? And sometimes the, the setup is that, you know, you want to get up at six o'clock in the morning, but now the alarm clock went off and you're, you don't want to get up. Dang you know, it. Like, how do you react? You know what I mean? Like, what's the reaction? You know, do you have that that true, honest moment um, to to really will yourself to do the right thing in that option in that moment, or are you just going to like hit the snooze button three times like you always do? Mm -hmm. You know, are you going to respond? Is your habit strong enough that you can go past that other negative habit? You know, um, so that those things show up in our lives all the time, and how we respond and the ability to have that second to decide, like truly decide um, how we're gonna respond in those instances are game changers, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, they're game changers all the way through. No, I 100% agree with you. And I, I love that you use that alarm um, analogy because I think that people can relate to it even more than my Philly and your New York self. Um, <laughs> uh, uh oh, uh oh, that's a whole nother layer. <laughs> get into that so with you helping everyone else with their positive success habits so they can live a new blissful life what are you doing for yourself to un unapologetically pause just for joy um for me i daily take time to basically stay like get inside of my own head and mm -hmm. um you know, quiet the thoughts, right? Um, so um, I definitely have a meditation practice. And also, I do a lot of visualizing in terms okay. of, you know, uh, intention for the day. Um, and those things keep me centered and gratitude as well. Uh, so even with visualization, sometimes I mix it up. Um, but, you know, having that practice, meditation and visualization, um, and basically kind of crafting the day as I want to want to see it and crafting my life in my mind first as I want to see it um, sets the tone and, and really uh, creates within me a deep 
inspiration and desire to move, you know, with all of the energy and force that I have within me to, to see that actually happen in my days and, in, you know, and in my weeks and so on and so forth. So, and it's replenishing as well, you know, yeah. so for me, meditation and visualization is a big deal. No, that's a super important one, um, especially from the perspective of something that you can do anywhere at any time. I believe in those mental movies that you have to create for yourself. You know, if you can see it, like to your point on Instagram, because yes, I'm a follower. Hello. Um, <laughs> you know, to your point, if you can see it, like literally visually see it almost to the point that you can taste it, you can describe it, you can sense every experience, you can see the outfit that you have on, you know, during that experience, whatever it is, when you really, really see it in your mind first, you are that much closer to creating it in your reality. So your visualization practice is amazing. Yeah. I really get deep. It's, a, it's very true. Mm -hmm. um, that for the visualization and the meditation for someone like me, you know, I, the, one of the issues that I used to have is, you know, my thoughts, I just, I just had a lot of them. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop them. You know, it was just like, you know, sometimes that's a lot, you know? And so for me, meditation was a way for me to train my mind to kind of stay focused and, and, and think in the way that I decided to think as opposed mm -hmm. to having random thoughts invade my mind um, throughout the day. So those two pro and, and very directly, it affects the way my mind works. Yeah. And as a result of it, as I do it daily, it restores me. It's, it's a very restorative process as well. Um, so there are many benefits to both of those practices. Yeah, I, I totally align with it. I use them myself and I completely agree. When you were talking about all the thoughts in your mind, my first thought, because, you know, I can be a little um, special. That's the word I'm going to use right now. <laughs> She's like, yes. Joy is like, yes, I've seen you speaking. Yes, you you, you can be a little special. Because um, even on stages, people, I show up in all of my, my normal transparent self. <laughs> Um, but I'll tell my daughter, because she has a lot of those thoughts, you know, happening in her head over and over. She, you know, talks to herself as most excellent people, brilliant people do. She does all that, those great things that a lot of people would have called weird at one time. And we, you know, encourage both of our children, embrace your weird. It makes you who you are in every way. But when she's getting a little over the top, the first thing I'll say is, girl, if you don't calm yourself down. And that's really what your meditation practices is like, calm yourself down, Pop, bring it all the way down, just all the way down a few notches. And of course, I have other language that I use when I say it, but I won't repeat it right here. It's a, it's a, a sanitized audience. Um, but Joy, how can people connect with you um, to follow up more about Habit Bliss and the amazing things that you're doing um, right now in New York and in your online community? Sure. So um, the easiest way to connect with me is my website, which is habitbliss.com. Uh, you know, you go there and you can sign up for my email list. And if you're on my email list, then of course, anything that's happening with Habit Bliss, as well as anything that I'm doing, um, uh, you will definitely be aware of and you'll stay updated with all that stuff. You can also um, visit my Facebook page, my business page, which is facebook.com backslash Habit Bliss. Um, there, anytime we have events, we post to that page so you can be aware of those things and um we have we just started in 2018 um habit bliss live which is um 
part of the Habit Bliss brand. And Habit Bliss Live basically connects our New York audience with thought leaders um, in various industries mm-hmm. uh, and who promote the concepts of habit development, who show you how to, in specific ways, specific industries, um, create great habits in your life that allow you to find success in that very specific way. And um, we have quarterly events. And if you are on the web, if you're on the Facebook page, uh, you'll be able to get that information quickly as well. I also, I also have for you guys, anybody that's listening to this podcast, um, whenever you're listening to it, I have a special something um, available and, and I, you'll put it in the show notes, right? Yes, so, yes. So if you go to the show notes, there's a little something special that I put together for listeners of the Balance Boldly podcast. So I'm excited about that. I think you'll like it. Me too. And we love gifts. We love gifts. (laughs) So that's awesome. Thank you, Joy. You've been an amazing breath of fresh air. Um, I can't wait to see you in New York in a few weeks. And then in a few weeks after that, because by the time this shows, it'll probably be, you know, about to be your next quarterly event. So I'm looking forward at supporting you and showing up um, in as many ways as possible, because what you're doing is amazing. You know, it's right in alignment with my entire life. And I, I love to have sisters of aligned minds doing what we're doing because there's a lot of people who really could use our work, our support, our gifts, our energy, and our commitment to be compassionate um, to help them get through some of the things that we had to get through to get to the next level. So I do really appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. So Joy, you stay right there. Don't go anywhere um, at all. I'll be right back with you in a moment. Boldly, how phenomenal, Miss Joy Pajoku. I have to thank her again for just being herself, being transparent, showing up in her truth, and opening up the curtain on her life and just sharing some of the challenges of her journey and where she went through to get to literally where she is to create this new blissful life filled with these mindset and behavioral habits that she's been so excellent at cultivating, not only for herself, but for her audiences, for her community, for her tribe. And for her power partners, um, she is super, super appreciated. Uh, Balance Boldly listeners, of course, I always, as always, want to thank you for listening today. I know that some of you are driving, some of you are walking, some of you are running as you're listening to this. And I really do appreciate you taking time out to allow us today to plant positive seeds in your life, your relationship, and your business. As always, if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share. Share this podcast, people. Don't be selfish. Don't let us be the best kept secret. Make sure you share it with someone who you just think it would be an encouragement to that needs a little motivation and inspiration with some tangible tools to help them balance in their life and or business a little bit more boldly. Of course, as usual, I want to sign off with a little gentle honesty. This is a kind of a takeaway off of what Joy Fajoku said um, that I pulled away from her excellence and a little kind of mix of myself to paraphrase the gentle honesty moment for today um, from Miss Joy Fajoko is when your mindset triggers your behaviors that pull you away from your purpose, it's time to consider that it's been long enough. Absolutely love that. Thank you to Joy for Joko. There was a combination of all the threads that I pulled from our conversation because I am always a forever student 
hashtag nerd life forever in a day. And I love that I was able to pull that from her. Of course, if you guys are not already a member, come on over and join the community of investors who are decided to seed into their selves and balance boldly at the dreamersblueprint.com. It's our private membership, an intimate community. And every single day we are showing up in new ways from Q&A and private open office hours to live streams and all kinds of things that you just simply won't get on the public forum, at least not from me, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. It is not a free community. It is an investment. It's an investment in yourself. So if you're ready to go a little bit deeper and further as a dreamer and leader or just trying to lead in the changes of yourself and go further in your own attainment of your business or to change the way that you're leading if you work for an organization, then the dreamersblueprint.com is there for you. And there's two roles to choose, the Insiders Academy or the Accelerator. It's all about where you see yourself in this particular moment. To continue the conversation, you know you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Balance Boldly. I'm showing up in all three of those channels with me. It's no one else answering. It's just me. So let's continue the conversation from today's podcast. I look forward to it. And until next time, enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.